Blog Talk Radio. SP Sports Podcast. Your boy A.A. Ron. Starting off the show. And, uh, yeah. I'm uh, sitting here by myself. Uh, Mr. Christopher has decided to take the night off. And um, our, uh, TV and Mr. T. Ellis are not with us yet. Uh, yeah, this has uh, never happened. Uh, yeah, I, I was the sound guy. And now I appear to be running the show. Uh, hopefully the fellows will be here pretty shortly. Uh, got a good show for you today. Uh, gonna go through the NFL Combine and uh, make some predictions. Hopefully the Lions do something right. <clears throat> of course, we always gotta throw some Lions talk in there for a second. And uh, got a good random week for you this week. And we're going to go into some NBA talk where I usually be quiet because for some strange reason I just do not like watching basketball. So to get us started off, I'm gonna do things a little different, and we're gonna play some music first. FC Sports Podcast. We'll be right back. L. Josh. L.I., you a fool for this one. Good luck. I got you, bro. Uh, almost 30 years in life, and I ain't even rushing. 30 kisses to the cheek, and I ain't even blushing. My phone's ringing every day, and I ain't even buzzing. I'm fitting grocery bars. Eggs by the dozen. Now uh. nothing more thrift store. Food stamps. You're like LeBron in the finals. Young boys, yeah, they call me Kid Priceless. Close dramatic, you thought I had a big price. I be going nuts like nuts on a payday. Life would be nice if every day was a payday. But that's too easy, I'm far from easy. I'm off the easy, you best believe me. I want to find out breezy, well, take it easy. I got the Mac, she got the cheesy. She love Weezy, I love Breezy. She love it when I'm looking at it. You want the best that is best to you're looking at it. This is the best, that is best. I'm saying I'm the best. Don't put me to the test. Battle one on one with me, I'll put your head to rest. First 48, man, you under arrest. What's up? Uh, this is the best, that is best. I'm saying I'm the best. Don't put me to the test. Battle one on one with me, I'll put your head to rest. First 48, man, you under arrest. What's up? Full house, spend some aces like I'm the dealer. You mad cause you keep it real and I keep it realer? Never see me in your life, but I look familiar. You're cracking jokes that my mom's oh, I got to kill ya. Come on, Corey, calm down. This is a fun joke. Nah. I set your chest on fire off a of gun smoke. <laughs> By the time the cops come, they'll find nobody. nobody. Women lie, men lie. Yo, got it. At your funeral, it's all black everything. Rappers suck, cause y'all lack everything. I'm real hip-hop, but never on the radio. I keep it 100, but they ain't gonna play me, though. A good woman, Lord needs to make her. I'm Kobe Bryant in his prime. I don't need a Laker. Uh, this is the best, that is best. I'm saying I'm the best. Don't put me to the test. Battle one on one with me, I'll put your hell to rest. First 48, man, you under arrest. What's up? Uh, this is the best, that is best. I'm saying I'm the best. Don't put me to the test. Battle one on one with me, I'll put your hell to rest. First 48, man, you under arrest. 
Unprecedented moment. I don't think ever in the three-year history of FC Sports Podcast have we played a song within the first 90 seconds of the show started. <laughs> yes. This yeah. is what happens when A.A. Ron does control. So the fellas are here now. TV. BL. Yo. Yes, Welcome sir. Yes, Thank sir. You. What's going on, my G? My oh. G's. How are you? Not too much, man, you know. Oh, we, we've been trusted <laughs> to uh, run the show. Without father. Oh, man. That's I, what, that sure boy David Ruffin took the night off. I know Ooh. he is. Anybody come to see you, Otis? David Ruffin took the night off. <laughs> yeah, he did. Got the Temptations running the show. Got the Temptations, man. That's all good, a- man. A- we got Blue. A- a- Hey, at one time, you said we got blue. <laughs> <laughs> got blue. Blue taking the lead this evening. Oh, got a little. We got some Eddie Kendricks with us. <laughs> <laughs> and we got so Otis here. So, we, uh, so, who's, so who's Otis then? You? Uh, I'll be between me and you, I guess, man. I'll, I'll be Eddie if you need me to. <laughs> No, no, man. You, you you could be oldest, man. You know, you still uh, oldest, still pulling like eighty some years old, man. So uh, you could be oldest, bro. All right, all right. I take that. Got my boy Mel Garner bringing us getting the star show, uh, star show going, man, with the music. We appreciate you, uh, man. Yeah. No, I got I got switch things up a little bit. No, no, it's good. all good, man. Well, shoot, welcome everyone to us. Uh, Fans talk sports. We're looking at Thursday, <laughs> March eighth. Hey, we here. <laughs> oh man, we we are we are here, man. We are here. You know, if you tune in, we definitely appreciate it. Um, we got some stuff to talk about, man. You know, uh, I don't know if you guys been listening so. on the talk with the, with the NFL. <laughs> I hope so. Stuff going on within the NFL, <laughs> such as uh, the NFL Combine. You know, some of the some of the most ridiculous questions, man. That that's definitely going. That's just definitely unheard of. Of course, a little bit of uh, transactions going on within the NFL. The Giants. Uh, your boy Kirk Cousins still out there. It seems like um, he's going to sign with somebody pretty soon. And then, of course, you like that. You like that? There you go. You like that? And of course, uh, NBA talk. This is where you know the latest and greatest discussion of the Houston Rockets. You know, 17 straight so far. Um, mm-hmm. your boy Derrick Rose, man, he's on the move again, man. I, I, I think, uh, I think you'll like this move, or you know, you may not, you may not like it, but we'll see. So let's kick okay. it off with some NFL talk, fellas. Okay. So uh, with the NFL, I think I heard of the news you're speaking on TV. Uh, of course, the uh, combine happening and players showing up to really showcase their skills and overall talents, and we have some uh, erroneous comments being made in 2018. Uh, towards some of these athletes that uh, are competing at the highest level, uh, I think I, the uh, the running back from LSU. Uh, what's the gentleman's name? Uh, let's see. I believe it is his last name is Juice. I'm trying to find his first name as we speak right now. Darius Juice. Oh, Darius Juice. Okay. So he's. I know he's in uh, NFL with prospect, maybe within the top ten uh, at the running back position from L- out of LSU. But 
I guess he uh, he kind of brought it to the attention that he he remained you know anonymous with these teams uh, that they're they're asking him questions of his sexuality and his overall uh, oh. you know his mother mother you know yeah, being being asking the questions. Yeah, uh, yeah, like pretty this. pretty despicable. <laughs> Man, pretty despicable. I mean, I mean and they're, 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 that. they're trying to say that they're doing it just to kind of judge his mindset and how he reacts to different stimuli. But uh, uh-huh. that's that's uh, I, I I think that's just uh, we got caught. We got to make up something. That's ridiculous. Yeah. It's uh, it's bad. It's not a good look on the NFL, man. Just in the, in the midst of everything that's been going on, um, even I mean, I mean, let's just put out there. The, you know, I don't know if you guys realize this too. You know, Papa John's is uh, no longer the NFL sponsor anymore. Uh, yeah, they, they dropped him. Yeah. They dropped him to try to save face, and I think they're with. <laughs> yeah. So I know. He said Pizza Hut will now be uh, shoving their cardboard out there for. Uh, yeah, for yeah, I've seen that too. So you don't so you know, garbage for more garbage. Yeah, man. Garbage for more garbage. Garbage ain't garbage out. Uh, it's been a minute, man. Not going to lie. The spicy Sicilian is pretty good, though. Not going to lie. Uh, I wouldn't know. No, yeah. I used to eat, I used to eat that calzone. Remember the, remember, the, remember the calzone they came out with, man, years ago? I used to yeah, eat that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, re- I regret okay. that. I mean, it was, it, was like a, it was basically a piece of folded in half, man. Yeah, it's it's not it, that wasn't a healthy decision, but I was in college at the time, so I didn't care. <laughs> I was yeah, hungry, man. You know, you got to clearly eat. In, well, in the best shape of your life right now. But uh, with that too, though, man, uh, I, I brought that up to say that there's been a lot of just you know comments and controversies kind of surrounding the the overall climate of the NFL, and I, I this situation just I thought of you know literally some of the the leadership or lack thereof just permeating in the NFL with some of the some of the things that's being being said to their their players and kind of the culture there that's really starting to be a lot more visible um, in, in, in a negative kind of station as well. So, yeah, those comments threw me off, um, you know, especially just kind of – especially when you're, you're even talking about a player's mother. Reminds me of, you know, calling them SOBs, tying that kind of overall nature into some of these questions, but now attacking the mother has nothing to do with the player or the player's talents or the player's skill set. Um, I'm really looking for them to really bring forth the actual team uh, that's that's that actually made those comments. And I mean, I've heard that there could potentially be ramifications because they're actually breaking protocol within the NFL with some of those questions that posed. So, wanted to throw that out there to you guys to see what what your thoughts were on that, and if you if you heard some of these things as well. Well, Griff, you want to take a shot at this, or you want me to go ahead? I mean, yeah, I gave my take already. I think it's it's, it's despicable, man. I... And I think it, it's crazy that it's 2018, but it, it really seems that, like, since I'll say 2007, it seems like we've, like, crested a hill and we've been going down as a species ever since. So it's 2018, but we going back to, the, like, the 60s right now. Like, I just, I, I just, you hear stuff and you're like, I can't believe somebody really asked that question. But in essence, you're like, well, yeah, actually, I can't. And I think it, it has I, it, even their, their their explanation for why they were asking those type of questions is just it, it does it's inexcusable. You know what I mean? Like in this day and mm-hmm. age, why does it matter what profession someone's mother had, whether it be true or not? What does it matter your sexual orientation? Like you're there to play football. Like the combine is all about seeing if you can run fast and catch a football. 
you know? And what those questions have to do with that, I just, I don't get. Yeah, man. I mean, what, I guess, I mean, I mean, I mean, what is the, what is the purpose of this? I mean, it's going to take, um, and, and I hate to say this, but I feel like during, during, during the combine, they're going to catch the wrong individual one of these one of these years, man. And he and this individual is going to snap. I mean, you're asking the player about his sexuality, then you're mentioning something about his mom, you know. And it's like, well, it's you know. Then you hear, well, it's it's supposed to be uh, a mental test. But I mean, how, I mean, how many interviews have we been on to where none of these questions ever came? Zero, you know. Zero. So, <laughs> so I feel like uh, exactly. So it's like so 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 what's what are, you, what are you trying to gain? I mean, what are, you, what are you trying to get out of these players? I mean, are you trying to make sure? <laughs> I don't know. It's just me. I mean, are you trying to are you trying to avoid a Michael Sam situation where, you know, no, and then all of a sudden you draft them, and then it's like, oh damn, like can't, can't we came out? I don't know. So, I I just don't get the NFL, man. It seemed like the past couple of seasons, man, the NFL is definitely losing, losing some credibility, man. You know, I mean, we could start off with the whole. Uh, with the old Kaepernick situation, um, mm-hmm. and then of course you know with the, with the concussion situation, how how the NFL is trying to be, I guess, proactive, but you know they they've really dropped the ball on that. And then now, of course, you got you got these questions coming out of the combine. I mean, again, mm-hmm. it's it's ridiculous. And speak and speaking and speaking of the combine, you know, you got Lamar Jackson, you know, former Heisman Trophy winner. Uh, he finished top, I believe, top three or top five last season. And there's talks of him possibly, you know, there's talks of scouts wondering if he'd be open to playing their position. And a lot of people are saying, well, is it racism that, you know, you got all these 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 white NFL scouts asking him to play their position? And then if you really look, if you really, you know, do, do the research, you had – Top receivers like a Heinz Ward, Antoine Randall L, hell, even a Julian Edelman, who had, you know, who's white, you know, played quarterback in college, and you know, looking at the tape, it did, it didn't transition well. So they looked at it and said, you know, I think you'll be better suited at a different position. So, you know, since we're talking about the combine, what do you, what are your guys' thoughts on this whole Lamar Jackson situation? Um, I think that it's. Um, I'm not gonna lie, I. I I, I don't know. From from a race perspective, I, I'm I guess I didn't look at it as as steep, um, although it kind of maybe had some underlines to it. But mm-hmm. I, he regressed. He he substantially regressed uh, this season uh, from what he was able to do last year. Um, now I'm not saying that he's he can't be a productive quarterback. Um, I'm just stri- strictly saying from a body of work perspective, there was a level of regression in, in him. Uh, maybe the team as a whole, but. From, from his reads to his accuracy, um, now he is—he's freakishly athletic and feaster, you know. Um, and he has—you know—he has the frame of a receiver, you know, um, mm-hmm. from the perspective of his weight and height uh, versus potentially that of a quarterback. You know, I know quarterbacks—they typically want you to be a little bit heavier. Not saying he can't put on that muscle or weight, but I guess from that perspective, one would say maybe. Maybe that skill set may trans translate to to that that positioning, and it has happened to some other players, including, like you said, Edelman. You know, some it's happened. You know, sometimes based off of yeah. 
of the skill set not necessarily not necessarily translated to an NFL level of of, of elite play. So I, I I took it as that more so than it kind of being related to him just you know kind of the, the race thing or doubting his overall skill set because I, I just I personally thought he he substantially regressed from last season, but he was still still outlandish and still was, a, was the ultimate playmaker. Um, and wow, I actually got to agree with Ellis on this. Um, I didn't really think about uh, the race factor at all. Um, I just thought, thought about mm-hmm. his play and the type of player he is and what his build is, you know. Um, like, we've all been in situations, or I've heard of situations where you go for a job interview for one position, and they say, well, you might be a better fit for this position, so we're going to put you here instead. You know, um, the NFL is supposed to be about winning games and winning games the right way. So coaches go out there and they see a good player that has a lot of potential, but he might not have potential in the way that he thinks he does. They might see him as something better, you know, and they see his speed, they see the way he hands the ball, they figure he can be a great receiver. And if you're going to come play for us, that's what you're going to have to be. So I see that as coaches is really being strategic with the talent that's out there and seeing if he was willing to switch positions, which I don't think a lot of people would be. I mean, if you're the, car, the quarterback, you're the heart and soul of the team, you're the star of the team. So not many people are really going to let that go to uh, to be a receiver. Yeah, I could see and, him, um, if a team did pick him up, I could see them playing him as quarterback in preseason just to see how it goes mm-hmm. and then making a decision from there. Yeah, and it'll be an interesting one because – I mean, and I think one of you guys brought up a great point. If you look at the type of offense he was in at Louisville, it wasn't it wasn't a pro style offense. It was more of, of a you know option read spread offense or so. And the games that we watched, I mean, you know, the way he will run, damn, you know, he has the speed of a, of a wide receiver. But then I'm thinking, would it still would would the question of him transitioning be the same if let's just say he led Louisville to a top five finish, you know? Or if he led Louisville to a national championship the previous season, and then the following season, you know, came up short but ended up in the New, Year, New Year's Bowl. I don't know. I think um, I don't know. I think I think it was it's, it's just an interesting thing, you know, for him to say, "Hey, look, you know, they asked me if I want to, you know, um, you know, try out or not try out, but you know, uh, participate in the wide receiver drills." But hey, I'm a quarterback here in the day, and if I haven't did it already, I'm going to go ahead and do it. Hey, question. I mean, sorry. Phone number six four six 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 eight two one eight two. If you want to dial in, um, McGriff, do we got any callers on the line? We actually do. Uh, Mister Loyal, Mister Brown himself, is on the line. Oh, uh oh. What's up, Daddy? Good evening. Uh, good, evening good evening, everybody. Um, good evening. Good evening. Uh, yeah, been a while. Uh, just. Um, just not the best at joking moves after my one of my sports friends passed unexpectedly. Uh oh. Oh man. Sorry to hear, Sorry that. To hear that. Yeah. He was a loyal fan of those cowboys though. But um anyway, yeah. I wanted to talk sports is I just want to get my mind off it. Mm-hmm. I wanna talk about um I wanna talk about the uh, NFL combine and possibly the NCAAs if you don't mind. Sure. Okay, first off with the NCAAs, I heard y'all last week talking about the situation about paying players, and uh, and my thing is at some point you have to because they're the 
because the college athletes are the main ones bringing the the money to the schools, especially during college football season. And and I and I also and the reason why is why you think that all these college programs they're expanding their stadiums and putting more seats in, but those players don't get a dime of it. Yes, you can say stipend is one thing, but they're to me give, give them a little some like a, maybe a five hundred dollars, maybe a thousand, just to you know probably get them through the semester or probably through the week. That's just my opinion, but I, NCAA, I call them the not caring about athlete. <laughs> That's my thing about NCAA, <laughs> and and yeah. Yeah, I'm serious. that The NCAA do not care. All they care about is the money in their pockets. Because uh, March Madness is next week, and that's probably the, their biggest money maker. They'd be making billions of dollars. Mm-hmm. Now with uh, NFL with the combine, it, I saw that headline about uh, guys from LSU. Somebody asked about his sexual orientation. I don't know whoever that team was. I said, what? You don't have to know about his personal business like that. That's that's none of your business to begin with. That's exactly. like when I remember when Des. That's when I remember when Des Bryant. Somebody talked about about his mom. I said, "That's going a little too far, right there." Now, now hold I, on. Now this now now with the Des Bryant. Let me let me just quick question. Now with the Des Bryant interview at the time, did he just went ahead and talked about his mother past, or did somebody bring it up during the interview? I think some. To my knowledge, I think somebody brought it up in the interview. Okay, that's from my from my perspective, and I thought that was kind of that's crossing the line. You don't have you don't do that. But at, I think the NFL is just I said whoever that them teams was, I said why are you doing that? That's that's none of your business. That's the player's personal stuff. You don't have to know about sexual orientation. He. All he was trying you you want to interview the player that that could fit your football team that can that can help you right away. That's how I see it. Give like give my uh, questions like if we draft you, what can you bring to this uh, to like the Miami Dolphins or um, Arizona, Dallas, or um, even I'll just mention New Orleans Saints. What what are you going to bring to our football team if we draft you? That's a good question right there. So that's that's my whole no, thing about that. No, that's no, no those those are inter- interesting points. And Ellis, he mentioned, you know, he mentioned about college stadiums are getting, you know, these college stadiums are getting bigger. Um, <clears throat> you know, for example, it was you know a couple of years ago. Remember, Michigan kind of reduced their seating capacity because of construction, then increased it. So now it's about what they hold, what over one hundred and ten thousand or one hundred twelve thousand. And yes. These colleges Ohio are State expanded too. Ohio State is expanding also. So yeah, yeah. I, and we and we talked about this last weekend that yeah the players should get something, but it's not just going to be just men's basketball, men's football. I mean, you got if you look at Title Nine, whatever you're doing yeah. for men's sports, you have to make sure you do the same for women's sports as well. Exactly. And I think it can be done. I mean, I was reading an article a couple or not a couple a couple of days ago where. You know, with the March Madness, I mean, CBS and all these other networks, you know, they have a, a billion, you know, billion dollar deal for the next um, X amount ten of years. years. There you go. So there's ways this money can be can be divided up. And if I recall during the uh, 
during the football bowl season, at the time it was the BCS, whenever a team would go to a bowl game, um, players will actually get gift cards. They'll get $500 gift cards. They'll get, um, you, know, you know, almost a top-of-the-line headset. So if you're doing that for bowl games, we should be able to do something, you know, at least five times better to where a player can have X, X amount of dollars to get through each semester or each quarter. And I stated this before, you know, as a you know as a as not a college athlete, but as a college student, man, there's nice where you 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 hungry, you damn you damn near starving. I mean, midnight you you want something to eat, or if you mess you not messing around, but if you dating somebody on campus, hell, you won't be able to take that person out. But you ain't you don't have the you don't have the cash. So, Alex McGriff, what's your, what's your guys' input to, to the questions presented to us? Um, well, yeah, and I said this night. Okay, go ahead. Um, um, the the perfect example I want to bring up is Todd Gurley. He to, when he was at the University of Georgia, I thought he was a shoe in to win the Heisman Trophy his uh, his last year there. I thought he had in the bag, but mm-hmm. when they suspended him over some autographs, I said that's I said why would you spend him over a few autographs? And he was. The best player, to me, he was the best player in the country that year that should have won the Heisman Trophy. And I said last week that I can remember a point in history where a person uh, was profiting off the work of someone else while providing food and clothing and shelter. Uh, I'm not going to mention when that period was, but I'm just saying it's, 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 it's damn similar. Um, and we yeah. know that, you know, people's pockets come before people's morals. So as long as money is still filling the nares, they're good. If you try to take money out of their pockets, that's when uh, bad things happen. So, yeah, I'm, I, I'm, I feel wholeheartedly that these players should be definitely getting compensated beyond um, the education they're being provided because, they're bringing in way more than uh, the schools are giving out. Um, and I was like to say, like, since, you know, since Georgia made the national title game, they're, exp- they're expanding their stadium seating too. Because of the revenue, all them teams like in the SEC, the, pa- the Big Ten, mm-hmm. the Pac-12, mm-hmm. you expanding stadiums, but you mean, like I said earlier, the players per school, the even the best ones, they're, they're the ones – not getting compensated, but you still and they and they raise they jack up the ticket prices on purpose, and they, and they still come out. That, no, that's, that's that gets, that's that get me frustrated about the NCAA. And that and I remember they had the uh, thirty for ESPN thirty for thirty about the University of Miami. Mm-hmm. And I, and that was the same thing about University of Miami than the then uh the documentary about the Fab Five at Michigan, what they went through. But and they and and like I said, NCAA still don't care and they and they and to me I think they have like a bias towards certain schools every year that who they really want to make the final four. But that's just me. No, man, no, good, good, good point. No, you, no, those those are valid points. Those and those were some solid questions. And I do remember watching that documentary about um, about the Fab Five and especially how it's you know surrounding those questions surrounding Chris, Chris Webber's um, 
eligibility. Come back for his for his for his junior year. Well, no, 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 no. Well, his junior. Well, after they made sophomore the final four. Yeah. They, so they were questioning about him coming back for his junior year. And if I recall, he had, you know Mitch Allen was on the uh, documentary. He said, you know, I was walking across rubber and he sees his jersey. He said, here it is, my jersey selling for seventy five, eighty bucks. I'm just paraphrasing, but he said, but you know, it doesn't matter because I'm not getting anything for it for you know off that sale. So, you know, it's you know it's it's easy to point the fingers, not us, but in general, it's easy to point the fingers. Well, you know, players shouldn't take this money or players shouldn't do this. But again, you got to look at the other side of it and say, well, damn, you know, these institutions, these athletic directors, these coaches are making millions and millions of dollars off the backs of these student athletes. I'm going to say student athletes off these athletes. They're not yeah. getting anything. So I can't get mad, or I I don't get upset if you know if an article comes out about a player from the University of Miami or a player from North Carolina. You know, just throw a couple of institutions out there. Say, hey, you know, a player took something on the side. I can't get mad at that because at the end of the day. You they want money. to get paid, and, and plus that NCAA probe about all these schools doing the stuff. Well, you didn't need to have the FBI investigate this. This been going on for years, and the, and the NCAA still go with them stupid old rules. This is a this is a new era with social media, and mm-hmm. and and I, and and I was going to say next week if the scan but before that scandal hit about Arizona about Sean Miller, I had. Arizona, probably in my early brackets, going to the Final Four is my sleeper team. Coming out the West. I had them going all the way. But that, but that not, Sean Miller, I, with Sean Miller, yeah. now, I, I don't know, because I, I have a sneaky suspicion they're going to let him go. And the same thing with Rick Pitino. They, you took their... He led them to a national championship, but I do remember watching ESPN say they had the parties, they had this and that, and he knew about it, but you you taking away scholarships and a banner. I'm still going to remember mm-hmm. them for winning the national championship. It, it that, and, and that's that's it's kind of ridiculous. The NCAA yeah. wants the, the NCAA wants to rule. I, I get to me the NCAA only come out when they when they really want to put the hammer down on certain schools because when because when people force their hands with these stories they don't have no other choice they just well, look they, away if it's, i was gonna see i didn't mean to cut you off there but even with the rip pertino situation they they gave him a slap on the hand with that incident the one you just described the thing that really caused him to implode was he got caught up in again and then this time it was related to money from sponsorships from uh two organizations and yeah, he was taking money. He was taking money, and some of his students were taking money from uh, sponsorships. And I think yeah. one, that kind of, that was the start of of this FBI investigation. When they said we've already identified your universities, come forward now. And I think Louisville was the first one to take the heat for it, and and that cost him his job. But even what you said, like unfortunately, he was involved with a few scandals along the way. But this is the one that boiled over and got pretty much got him dismissed. Yeah. And I I thought that I I don't think Louisville's going to be the same because I don't see no probably good player going to probably go to Louisville for the next few years. Or if you let Sean Miller go, who's going to go to the University of Arizona play for uh, play for that school? No, and I, that's a good point. And I was going to say the same thing where 
I think that I think the situation in Arizona. I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna. You know, go go about it the right way. I don't see him firing Sean Miller unless it was actually him, as they you know, according to ESPN sources. And again, ESPN and other, you know, they're definitely losing some credibility as well. You know, stuff they've yeah. been putting out lately. But um, yeah, I, I I I just I just don't see them firing him right away. Like I said, unless it was him. But as far as Arizona in the Final Four. You know, I'm be, I'm gonna be honest with you. I didn't. I don't really. I can't really identify a team like a team that really stands out to win it all this year. You can well, probably yeah. call out maybe six to eight teams that have the chance to make it to the final four and win the whole thing. Well, well, Arizona. I was just throwing that as an example is one of my okay. contenders to make it to the final four. I have Michigan State, Arizona. I don't have Duke going. I do not have Duke or Carolina going. I say just keep an eye on Xavier. I, this has to be their year to make the Final Four. I live here in Ohio. They have mm-hmm. always made every time they make the Elite Eight, even if they had one of the most underrated teams or really good teams, they always choke in the Elite Eight. This has no. to be their year to go all the way. They have to. And me being a Duke fan, I, I – I could uh, I I would have to agree. I don't see this Duke team. I don't see this Duke team making it past the Sweet 16. Um, just watching some of their games, I think their biggest one of their biggest weaknesses is is their zone defense, and that was exploited against uh, Boston College. And I've always said the thing about Duke, men's Duke basketball is whenever they go up against a team that just has flat-out athletes, not even athletes, but just flat-out ballers, like St. John. I don't know if you watch the St. John game. They they tend, uh, they tend to struggle. They tend to struggle, and at times it's like they're now forced to play the other, you know, as far as like a St. John's team type of, type of style of game, which they're not accustomed to, which they're not built for. So, no, I don't see this new team going past the Sweet, going past the sweet 16 this season. Yeah, and, and the thing I'm about – yeah, Duke – and I, I want to make this prediction, and, I, and y'all probably going to have me on record. I think within the next three to four, maybe five years, when Mike Krzyzewski leaves Duke, Roy Williams leaves North Carolina, them programs I think is going to go down and ACC will not be the same within five years when they leave. Hmm. Within the next five years, I hmm. think both of them – I think both. I think Coach Krzyzewski's seventy-one years old. I think he's going to leave within the next five years, including Roy Williams, because I thought he was going to retire after they won the national championship. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm kind of surprised he he was still there. But, and that's the same thing I say about Nick Saban, Alabama. I think when he leaves, that program's going to go down. Uh, I would agree with you with the situation in Chapel Hill. I don't think North Carolina is in a position to sustain itself the moment Roy Williams steps down. I, I think, heard – I think their heir apparent, they're trying to get Hubert Davis ready to be the coach. See, I think I don't, they tr- – that, and, that, and I don't know if that would be a good idea or a bad idea, but – I just don't see. I don't see North Carolina be able to sustain itself after Roy Williams goes. I think Duke uh-uh. will be able to sustain itself 
to a certain extent, the moment Coach K stepped down, I've always felt that if Coach K were to step down, let's just say uh, next year, I think Jay, I think Jay Billis would be a good fit. I think Jay Billis knows the game, knows the college game very well. Um, he he's good when it comes to you know whenever they're asking what, what would you do in certain situations. I think Jay Billis would be a, a great fit for Duke basketball. Um, another guy who I who I also thought would be a great fit, you know, the moment Coach K would step down would be Brad Stevens. If Brad Stevens never accepted oh, yeah. the job with the Boston Celtics, I thought I think Brad Stevens would be another guy. I mean, a guy that's definitely good with X and O. Um, he's more of a of a, not just a situation, but more of a numbers guy, percentage guy. So I always felt like Brad Stevens would be a great fit for Duke University. But I think the moment Coach K stepped down, I think Duke sustained itself for at max probably five years. Um, and that's and that's interesting that you bring that up because. Here in Michigan, you know, we got the situation with Michigan State and U of M. Yeah, of course. And, you know, Tom Izzo, I mean, he's pretty much reigned supreme here in the state of Michigan ever since he's taken oh, over yeah. uh, with Coach, Coach Judd. But I always yeah. felt, I always, I'm all, I, I have, but I have a feeling the moment he steps down, I think Michigan State is really going to hit rock bottom. And I, and I, I and, don't, uh, and, and don't be surprised. I think that if if he if he steps down within five years, the Big Ten's going to probably take a hit. Because when I think about Big Ten basketball, the first name is uh, that's the Michigan State Izzo. coach, Tom, Tom Izzo. Izzo yeah. The first name you think when you say Big Ten basketball is that look the East Lansing, John Beeline, Michigan. Every and when they beat him, I was surprised they beat him in the semifinals. I said. And I told a friend, I said, Michigan might be a team you have to watch out for next week. Michigan's been very solid in uh, tournament play, too, over the last four or five years. Yeah. And and they play they – really and, and they don't have no one-and-dones on that team. I, To me, I need to have experienced players. If I have that point guard that I trust with the game on the line – I'm gonna give. I'll put in this in his hands. Now, now I will argue that give you a little bit of pushback on that. Michigan, Michigan has over the last few years they've been having some NFL prospects, and a lot of those guys did take off. Uh, tr- was it Burke? I'm not not the the football, basketball. No, no, no. He's talking about, he's talking about, okay, he's talking about football. Basketball, not football. Basketball. Harbaugh's. I think he. I think he's his job's on the line in Michigan. He oh, can't no, beat Ohio State. That's what I said, Trey Burke. Basketball. Trey Burke is Hardaway in those boys. Yeah, but hold on, yeah. hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on, we're all, we're, hold on, we're all over the place right now, gentlemen. Yeah, we're, hold on, let's just, just remind fans, we're actually talking about the uh, um, the NCAA, upcoming NCAA tournament, Michigan basketball, all, right. all these other powerhouses. But, yeah, we were talking about yeah. Michigan basketball as far as the past few years. Yeah, they have, they have made a tournament, you know, um, made you know made made a little made a little noise, but 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 based on what me and McGriff witnessed last weekend, man, I mean I wouldn't be surprised if they make if they make a deep if they make uh if they make a deep run into you know during the tournament. Yes, it I I think Sunday I think that I, I the committee I think they're gonna give Michigan no more I think a a, a four they look like a four a, a four seated team. And depending on the matchups, they're gonna give they're gonna give an opponent some problems. Mm-hmm. And well, like I said, with Michigan State, 
with Miles uh, Bridges, I they should be a one seed. But I think the committee gonna give them a two seed. But they but every year when you put, when I see Michigan State in, that, in any region, I said they're they're gonna they they're gonna have a Final Four run every year. But well, but when they lost to Middle Tennessee State, I threw my brackets away because I had them winning the whole thing. Yeah, the I year think they, you and, and you and about ninety ninety percent of the people that were doing brackets <laughs> at Michigan State. Winning the whole thing. Don't worry. I was I was I was part of that ninety two percent of people that said Michigan State. This is their year to win it all, and here they are getting knocked out by Middle Tennessee. Tennessee State. Yeah. Exactly. And I, I, I remember. I remember. But uh, let's let's uh we'll, let's let's get back. We'll get back to that in a few. Let's just finish up this football talk real quick because apparently there's one other thing that's kind of out there that. It's kind of talked about, but not talked about. And it's the situation with the Pittsburgh Steelers and Le'Veon Bell, gentlemen. For the second time in a row, this man is getting the franchise tag. Why is why are they franchising this franchising tag, putting the franchise tag on Le'Veon Bell for the second time in a row? Why not give this man a solid contract that he deserves? Somebody, please explain to me what the heck is going on. Can I start? <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, I'm a Browns fan, but Le'Veon Bell is one. Of, he's one of the best running backs in the NFL. And I don't know what's going on with the front office of Pittsburgh, but mm-hmm. he said he's going to play under the franchise tag or a new contract. At some point, you got to pay him, even if you had to ask players maybe take a pay cut. He he's the main he's the main player on that roster on that offense that keep that offense going besides Big Ben. No, I I, I agree. I mean he's he's a game changer with him, Big Ben, Antonio Brown. I mean he's a game changer for that offense. But um, I don't know, man. It's, it's, it seems like at some point, I feel like is is Pittsburgh doing the same thing that. That the Washington Redskins were doing with Kirk Cousins, where they had you know multiple chances to lock this man in, and then all of a sudden we can't they can't afford him anymore. I mean, it's only mm-hmm. so many times you can fran- you can put a franchise tag on the player. And then keep in mind, right. Le'Veon Bell is 26 years old, so he still has plenty you know has plenty of trade on the tire as far as playing you know playing a running back position, but. I don't know. I mean, Pittsburgh historically has have has has been known to, in a way, not really pay their players. I mean, if you remember, I don't know if you remember, but the situation with Heinz Ward, um, yeah. you know, he was supposed to get a new deal, and he actually sat out. I believe I think he sat out the entire preseason. I don't know if he sat out some regular season games. Uh, I think it was a situation with Jerome Bettis. I mean, historically, yeah, Pittsburgh is known to bring in championships. But when it comes to actually paying their players, it's 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 a totally different different story. Now, one would argue with that that that's a very similar philosophy as that in New England, in which case huh? they get swept under the rug because they've been the model citizens of success, and every year they've done that. Now, the difference is Pittsburgh has bigger personality caliber players, which maybe brings this conversation into folds right now because I mean. You historically just looking at how the overall franchises ran. There's very sim- there's similarities there, but Pittsburgh seems to have more outspoken players. With that too, 
as much as I love Le'Veon Bell, there has been questions about his overall character and his decision-making off the field, which may potentially lead to why they keep doing this to him, too, as far as short-term uh, deals. And on top of that, the position he plays overall is a, a short-term position, unfortunately, in the NFL. So I think you tie that into maybe some of the off-the-field behavioral issues that's been there at one point in time, the overall the overall feel of what a running back stock life is, uh, DeMarco Murray just being cut again from um, from the Titans, I think those are certain things you want to think about, too, in regards to maybe why they've been a little bit slow with paying on his money. Um, and, and that's just my, my overall guesstimation of that. On top of him, like I said, dragging his feet with coming into, uh, coming into camp. And I get it, he's trying to get his money, but I think it's just it's kind of a slippery slope there as well based off some of his previous transgressions off the field. Yeah, but, there's, if there, but here's my thing, though, Ellis. If there's been, it, we know about things. He, we, we are aware of the things that's taken place with him off the field, right? And right. if we're aware of that, and, of course, the organization has more insight as far as what has, what has occurred, then why not, I guess, you know, why, why not, you know, cause, you know, put him on the trading block or, or, just let, or just, you know, just let him touch the market, you know? <laughs> well, I mean, he's one of the most talented players ever. So, why why give him any flexibility to be able to control his own destiny when you have arguably the best running back in the game? And on top of that, you already know that running backs have a short shelf life. And on top of that, he, you know, in theory, he does have some 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 concerns uh, personally that may maybe that may impact him going somewhere else. They kind of know all these things, so they they can get away with dragging their feet with giving them his money and then ultimately force him into playing into these year contracts, these one-year contracts. And if there's any level of reduction in his overall performance, they can justify why they didn't give him a long-term deal. I mean, I think it, it just it sucks, but that's, that's kind of the culture of running backs right now, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah I'm, I, I hear you, man. But So basically you're saying you can, you know, we know you can do whatever – not do whatever you want, but if you do something, you know, outside of football, and you know, it's you know pretty much a violation, or whatever. We'll suspend you for a couple of games, but we'll still keep you. But we don't want to give you a long-term deal. But we'll pretty much just, in a way, we'll just say we're going to le- we're just going to lease you yearly. That's that's basically what I'm I mean. Yeah, from the and you're, you're, you, but you're seeing that in other positions. And I think that's the once again that's the NFL's push with some of these high profile athletes. I mean, at, even at the quarterback position, you're seeing it happen with Kirk Cousins. At the running back position, I think the running back position is a kind of a double negative because they have a short shelf life anyway. So you have a short shelf life on top of the culture of the game really shifting, and then on top of that, yes, if they have any sniff as to a reason why they could deny you millions of dollars, they're going to go ahead. Ooh, they're going to go ahead and do that. I'm watching this NBA game. I don't know if you're just seeing old, old boy from Boston take the field. No, but, man. Uh, looks, 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 looks like we need to transition to some NBA talk, then, don't we? No, I just I just hope he's all right. It's <laughs> fine. Oh, but uh, um, okay, it was an injury. Okay. Yeah, it's an injury right now. So another another player out of Boston. But um, yeah, it's bad. So, but I mean, I, in regards to that, I just think that that's that's something to think about. Um, and then, like I said, these NFL players, they're, they're, the owners, they're always constantly trying to find ways not to pay you. Unless you play quarterback, 
they're not trying to pay you. And even you see some of these high-profile quarterbacks too that they're not trying to pay you. If, if you know, so it, it, that's just the, the way the league is set up right now. So I think that's that's what's really holding him up from being able to get a long-term deal right now. Again, it would be nice. I, will, I don't know, man. I just felt like this man has really contributed to the team. I mean, he's pretty much been at workhorse. But, hey, they feel like it's best to fran- put the franchise tag Oh, my. Why not? Why not, man? And then speaking of another franchise tag, our own Ziggy, Ziggy Ansa, I believe they placed a franchise tag on him as well. So, ah. Looks like Ziggy was possibly due for a big, you know, a big contract, but you know, with you know, almost not similar to Le'Veon Bell, but with the injuries and not really playing the full season, it looks like um, you know he's getting attacked. So we'll see how you know we'll see how Ziggy Ansa looks. I know I'm transitioning to the Lions a little bit. We'll see how he looks, especially under this new coaching regime with Matt Patricia. So I don't know, man. I guess I'm a little excited, not excited, but we'll see. We shall see. But there it is with our NFL talk, man. And um, man, since everybody's ooh and on, let's let's get into let's get into some NBA talk. Why don't we? Yeah, um, man. Let's get into that. Let's. Celtics uh, got another serious injury, man. Uh, yeah, oh, hold on. not everybody's good. Talking, everybody's everybody's talking at the same time. One person at a time, please. Yeah, I'm just saying. If you transition to the NBA right now, we've got a player that can't get off the ground. May have, looks like he may be paralyzed. But oh uh, really? Yeah, yeah I, I saw the the replay. Yeah. He he yeah. uh, did D Brown the Celtics. He was going for the. He got oh. the basket. He dunked, but he fell on his neck. I think yeah, he, he fell. fell oh. He's, he's moving his I'm feet. Like, so oh god. He's he mo- he he moving his feet. He's moving yeah, he's his feet though. Hard. But yeah, this is uh, a lot of high-profile injuries in the NBA this season. Yeah, yeah, a lot of them. It is. Yeah, I mean, you all just talking about safety and football, like the stuff needs to change in basketball too. I I mean, it's 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 a good discussion. I mean, it's it's a great discussion, man. But uh, man, based on what you guys are saying, man, I need I need to somehow get get a hold of that footage or something. Yeah, I just saw the replay. That's wow. Yeah, he it came down on the back man. of his neck. Yeah. NBA's. I remember Gordon Hayward's injury the first night. I said, "Oof." Yeah, we. I believe right, we so was all like he's getting up. Let's uh, let's take a quick break, fellas. Yeah, he's standing up. Let's do that. Uh, Darius, you are more than welcome to hang out with us for the rest of the show. Yes, okay. Sir. All right, uh, FC Sports Podcast. We he's walking will. off on his own power. Own power. All right. Well, yeah, let's I take this break and we'll be back. As soon as I find a song to play, we will be right back. Like I'm not going to say just yet. But, uh, okay, I found it. All right, FC Sports Podcast. We'll be right back. <laughs> All right. Remember, <laughs> only you can tell which sounds are correct to your ears and your environment. Your equalizer provides you with the means to make any and all corrections that you in your new capacity as audio playback engineer determine to be the most accurate. Say again, 
welcome to the beginning of the end. I'm killing the ball, reviving her with a pen, a boomerang, bring it back to literal sense. How many wish they had 15 more cents to make a buck at some point in your timeline? The flow funky, imagination expands mine. I try to climb above all irrelevance, stand atop the pedestal like a gold medalist. Y'all relish, trying to be facetious, I'm monogamous with a bun. I don't need it, that boy's hot dog. Look, for 24-7, raw, I can never be cooked. It ain't always about killing for beef. I'm a hunter for beef. My venison speech is untamed and wild. UFO, like I'm foreign, unseen before. With a mic, what we eat in the night, come on. We'll play at an open mic. I'll confuse for buffet, doomsday. For the fence, I do it every time, but I can't help it. It remind me of the skies I came from. Don't fall, cause I'm not tripping. I landed in the Midwest, caught by the mitten. That's Detroit, baby. ST Sports Podcast. We are back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Uh, quick shout out. Our quick sponsor line. Uh, we are sponsored by Nine Round Kickboxing. That's all I got because I don't have to actually read in front of my face. But uh, shout out to them. And uh, I mean, I just we didn't do it initially, so I just wanted to throw that out there. You know, Nine Round Kickboxing. I actually signed up for. Uh, some classes Uh-oh. yesterday, and uh, yeah, man, I was uh, uh, I got the, the new boxing gloves, right? And um, I've never tried on boxing gloves before, so last night I was like, why don't I try these boxing gloves on real quick? And I put them on, you know, and I was playing around, and I was like, you know, I wonder if these are soft. Like, I wonder, like, what does it feel like to get punched by a boxing glove? So I kind of sort of punched myself in the jaw with my boxing gloves last night, and I had a headache for the rest of the night. Yeah. Um, one, I, one, I, one, thing for, one thing's for certain. Don't hit me. Shoot. Yeah, man. It's, I will never be a boxer. Shout out to everyone that does that sport. Uh, yeah, I, I'll, I'll never be able to take a hit. Um, and uh, one other shout out, since we're giving a shout out, shout out to the sound engineer, man. He, uh, he has a tough job, and we had some technical difficulties tonight that y'all don't even know about. So, you know, just, just, just hey, man. shout out to that, man. Shout out to them. Yes, sir. Hey, hey, shout out, hey, shout out to the crew, man. It's been a solid show. Um, shout out, shout out to Darius, man, and anybody else that's listening, man. Appreciate y'all. You know, when David Ruff, just, you know, this. Yeah, you know, you know, you know, Dave Ruff getting his fix. You know, you know, that's one of the reasons why he was always late for rehearsal, and missed the show. You know, what I'm saying getting that fix, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. You know, <laughs> give me what you got and get some more. <laughs> hey, so, so Magruff, did you get the did you get the hand wraps too? Yeah, I got a hand wrap too. Okay. Yeah, I got a pair of boxing gloves, man. Boxing gloves and hand wraps. So, yeah, you definitely, uh, you de- you definitely gonna do that workout, TV. man. Oh, I'm sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> My bad. I was just relating because you know we work out a lot, man. You know, but you know. It's all right, Eddie. I'm like trying to sing that solo right now. It's not about you, bro. You're right, man. My bad. My bad. My bad, Barry Gordon. Yeah, you know. It's all right, man. <laughs> Try to keep the group together. Oh, wait. Speaking of boxing, real quick. I was waiting on it. Speaking of boxing, 
What is wrong with OJ? Well, anyway, that's that's not boxing. What I'm talking about? Never mind. Football. <laughs> wow. You gonna say Mayweather? You gonna say Mayweather? No, no. I well, yeah. I I, I hit myself too hard. I had a little brain lapse right there. Oh boy. Oh boy. Well, while you're on the boxing <laughs> tip, man, did you did you guys get a chance to see that Wilder fight? Uh, and Ortiz, they didn't talk much about it throughout the week, but it was a good fight. Uh, TV. I heard about it. I didn't see it. Highlight. No, I didn't. I didn't get it. Ch- I heard he. Uh, I heard didn't he knock old boy through the ring or something like that? Uh, it it wasn't it wasn't as vicious as his his previous uh, resume would show. It was a uh, it was a hard hard fought battle. Uh, he did take him down in I think the tenth round. Uh, but uh, okay. I think the referee showed favorable treatment for him, though. And I think in the eighth or I think in the seventh or eighth round, where he should have been knocked out, he potentially should have called the fight, and they didn't. Uh, because Wilder almost almost went down. He was gassed, and they uh, they pretty much let him keep going. You know, he was taking a lot of licks. So it was one of those, I mean, Wilder ultimately run, won the fight. Ultimately, but I'm, I mean, I'm glad they allowed him to fight. You know, allowed him yeah. to keep fighting. But um, but yeah, it wasn't as clean, which makes me. I, there's room for question as far as if he's ready for uh, Anthony Joshua. In my man, opinion, sounds like you've been, like you been on it, man. I mean, I, like I said, I've, I've heard, I've heard about the fight, but you know, I mean, I'll just say this, man. Ever since, ever since the Mayweather and uh, and McGregor fight, I mean, I can't, I can't believe I watched that fight. But it was, it was better than what I expected. But I don't know, man. Again, you know, I think we talked about this uh, last season on the show how boxing is not. It's not a dead sport, but it's just one of those. It's just one of those sports where I just don't get. I don't get excited. I don't get excited for it. You know, I like even somebody throwing a fight party. I'm just like, well, at least I know it's gonna be food and, and drink. So I may as well go and socialize. And who knows, man? Maybe Miss Vivian there somehow, somewhere. You know, but that's a different story, man. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think he's so unorthodox, and he has been. You know he's had quite the mouth on him, similar to a McGregor, but um, but he's backed it up, man. And um, I've seen a couple of his last fights. The one I think one only lasted one round. He's going to get some dude that was just a waste of space and time. But I think Ortiz really did. You know he's really been a solid box. He was undefeated too up until this fight. Um, okay. And I I say he is at least bringing a level of attention back to the heavyweight class in particular. Um, and I, I've, you know, I've had opportunity to see him box for the last two fights, and I'm, I'm curious to see what he would do with Anthony Joshua. Man, I don't know if you, if you guys really been keeping up with him in the grip too. Anthony Joshua is uh, one of the UK fighters, but he's, he's built, built very similarly to a, uh, to a uh, Michael Mike Tyson. So kind of, kind of just low, heavy, like heavy uh, punch and heavy uh, strength, and then he's athletic too. So I think it'd be a good match with Wilder, and I think they're trying to get that fight set up now going forward. So I just figured I'd bring it up, man, because we were talking about kickboxing, so it was a good little segment transition. But uh, I agree with you. The sport itself still has work to do. Um, it's a lot of talent out there, but there's no excitement to it. And I think you can blame a lot of that. Uh, Mayweather has to take a lot of responsibility on that, too, man. He's made a mockery of the sport, you know, especially in his weight class. Um, I, as much as he's undefeated with asterisks on that, it's, you know, he's been very strategic to avoid competition. And as far as making his money, he's the best of, best at it, but as far as actually being competitive in the field of boxing, he really has stripped that sport, um, in my opinion, of, of, of it being relevant. It, it really it, – and it, it sucks. But, um, yeah. But yeah. Do my you, thoughts on that. 
Oh no, I know McGriff. Was, I know McGriff. Go ahead, chime in, man, because I know you probably have some thoughts on it as well. No, man. I mean, I, I agree wholeheartedly. Like, I remember being excited, like when I was a kid, watching boxing matches, and it, it's definitely not there anymore. It's really commercialized, and it's it's all about the specter before the fight. Like, we all saw the run up to the uh, Mayweather and McGregor fight. Like. The, oh, the amount of money they made on that just that depressed tour and the fake drama, like we saw that they were riding the same plane to events. Like all that was just a facade, just to hype up the fight, and and that's what it really is now. It's like it's kind of like boxing is is, is is turning into the WWE, you know? Um, it's it's <laughs> it's purely for the, the dramatical entertainment, and then you get a couple rounds of boxing, of and not even like boxing like we're used to seeing back in the day. It's you know, it's boxing that's that's one in the cards. Like we don't really see knockouts too much anymore. And you know, that's what made the sport the sport exciting. So definitely, boxing has a lot of work to do. I don't know if they'll ever return to their former glory. I don't know if any sports will ever really return to their former glory. I mean, that's just kind of is what it is. So uh, I'm hoping this, uh, this Triple G and Canelo fight holds up. You know, I know he got caught up with. Uh... With some, you know, some hormones in his system that that are questionable, I guess based off maybe the meat that he was eating while he's over in Mexico training. Uh, but <laughs> now, I mean, that's I mean, well, he got flagged for it. He got flagged for having um, having substances yeah, in, his, in his, you know, in in his body that that shouldn't be there. So, yeah, uh, I, meat, I guess that's that's now putting this fight in jeopardy a little bit. That's supposed to be happening. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's just you know, again, it's not a good look for boxing. They, and, it, you know, to what McGriff just said, once again, I mean, we already know WWE is a bunch of entertainment and everybody in there is on steroids, but you start to find more and more athletes even in the, the realm of boxing that can't get their stuff together, even in MMA with uh, John Jones, same situation again. So it's just like you got some hellish athletes that just are, are questionable based off some of the decision-making and what they're, what they're putting in their bodies to get to this point. So, I'm – like I said, I'm excited for the heavyweight division though. Uh Wilder has brought it has brought the attention back to it. And uh so I'm looking forward to seeing that fight if they, if they can pull it off. So you recommend so you it sounds like you're really pushing uh not just boxing but the the heavyweight class itself, correct? Like do you you Okay. Do you so you do you recommend watching the next upcoming heavyweight fight man involving um uh, the individual whose name you just mentioned? If it's Anthony Joshua or, or Deontay Wilder, I, I would recommend watching it. They, um, they've, okay. They're both undefeated, and they're knockout artists. I think all of them have uh, won all of their fights by way of knockout or total knockouts. It's, it's hasn't been any decisions. It's, it's the dude is laying on the ground incapacitated, and, and it's a wrap. So they're on the they're on they're on a full collision match to be able to meet with one another. Uh, one being here in the states, the other one being over in the uh, you know the UK internationally doing his thing. That that's the fight that's really started to build up some some ground, and uh, I, I'd be I'd be happy to see that fight based off what I've been seeing for both of them. All right, man. So fight party fight fight party at your crib, right? Yes, sir. If that, they put that fight together, right. I'm hosting it. All right, man. Let's uh, put a. We'll, we'll be there, man. What, mark down this time for the record <laughs> so we can come back and play this. Yeah, play it. Okay. We're at uh yeah, we're about a minute about an hour hour and ten minutes or hour and five minutes into the show. Go back to this exact moment uh-huh. in time. 
Yeah, right, man. Right. Hey, now you, you sure you sure it's gonna be okay? We come over, man. Like you know, man, you, you know, check out. You worry about yourself over there. You just make sure you're there yes, when sir. the invite yes, goes out. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Definitely, definitely, definitely. I'll make sure to bring something to the table, man. It's all good. Appreciate it. <laughs> you always do, TV. You never doubt it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, David Ruffin, yeah. if you're listening, you're invited too, man. Come on out. That's true, man. That's true. Man, was that the one we ever talked about boxing? Did we just break yeah, a record? Yeah, it is. We are doing, doing the big out here, man. Man, that was that wasn't a bad conversation about boxing, man. It man, was. I, I heard they rough secret in the background about you need me. It's all right though, man. Yeah. We're, making it, we're making it happen right now. It's all good, man. You know when you know when they reference the Temptations, you know uh, the Temptations won a uh, won a Grammy. Just, you know <laughs> put that out there, man. So wow. <laughs> hey man. <laughs> hey, wow. Hey. We don't want. we don't want to do that, man. Hey, we don't, we don't do want to do that. We don't want to win no gra- Hey, I'm just I just figured, man. I just I figured I have a little fun with that, man. We win our grand. Wow. Wow. So look, man. Let's let's get to some of the NBA stuff, man. I, 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 I think David Ruff is trying to say something about that. I think his ghost is lingering around. Wow. Is that what it, really? Is that the ghost of uh, Ruff's past? Is, is that what I'm hearing? Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, man. Don't try for me, man. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Y'all try for me. Speak. Yeah, I thought I thought, uh, thought you were going to vacation. Oh, what's up? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Man. man. That vacation I'm just was that bad? resting, man. I, I, I'm just resting, bro. I'm just resting. I'm just resting. I hear you. I hear you. No, <laughs> shut up, man. No, actually, man, <laughs> I, I called as a fan, man. Y'all, y'all, y'all got it tonight, man. It, it, it's sounding good. I actually wanted to uh, get y'all thoughts on um, the uh, player, the, the the middle linebacker that ran the four uh, three from from Central Florida. Um, I thought for sure. You know, you guys would have had a thought on that. Does he have potential making a team? Is does a lot of teams think that he's going to be a special teamer? Is he going to be a starter? Is he going to be a impact player in the NFL? And then transitioning back to the NBA, Steve Kerr's thoughts on uh, NCAA players, how we were talking about last week, where you got, you know, I guess they would go into the combine and if they don't get drafted, having the opportunity to come back and plan for their team just like a regular student would go for an internship and then come back and everything's hunky-dory. So I wanted to get you guys thoughts on those two ideas, man. I, I'm just kicking back listening as a fan. I'm, I'm enjoying it tonight. Okay. Well, uh, I can speak on uh, – is, is it Shaquem, if I'm pronouncing it correctly? Shaquem, uh, yes, sir. Shaquem Griffin um, had an amazing combine so far, uh, inspirationally charged, uh, ran faster than most receivers, even some receivers that's in the league currently. Um, and he just, I mean, he has a gigantic chip on his shoulder. Uh, even with the, you know, missing, missing his overall, his hand, I mean, the heart and the skill set is just there. He keeping, uh, his bench press reps were just far surpassed what, what you would see out of any player. So I, I think, I think he deserves a, a, a chance at the NFL level. Um, I think he's been, his speed and agility really factors into him potentially being able to do some damage. Um, I think they're, you know, they're, Based off the position he plays, too, he doesn't necessarily need 
to have that that hand. Not saying that, of course, you know, ideal, of course, but I think he's he's in a, a particular spot where playing that linebacker position, he, he more so needs to rely on his, his strength and speed uh, to be able to really make an impact. And I think he showed that he has that. So I, I think he, I think he would make a a, a, a tremendous addition to any roster. Um, and he's been an impact player, defensive player of the year previously. Um, and I, I think when someone when someone has has to play out of their lights out and out of their mind every day to even get a chance to be in that position, I think you don't pass that up because you already know what he's going to come with. So I, I mean, shouts out to him. I hope he goes far, and uh, he already has the the support of a lot of NFL players right now in the league that's that's watching him. Uh, you know, pretty much do what he does as he tries to transition to the league. Uh, at least this is at least one positive thing coming out of the combine after all the mess that's been going on. Um, yeah, I'm, I, I think I've heard about him, you know, uh, ran a 4-3, Denny, you know, for his bench press reps, all impressive. But when we look at the overall picture, is this, is, is this young man going to be drafted? Like, who's going to be the team that actually just – and I, I'm not trying to be mean, but who's who's going to be the team that that takes a risk, you know, takes a chance on this guy? I mean, the NFL is a league where, you know, it's 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 a it's a catch it's a catch on league. So many players make the league and are able to have some some success, right? But then after a while, the league catches up, and you're you know you're you're no longer an impactful player. So again, my question is. Who's gonna be the team that just says, you know, we're gonna take a we're gonna take a chance, and he may not be the starting middle, he may not be the starting middle, uh, linebacker, he may have to play special teams, but it's inspirational. But I just want to know who is going to be the team that takes a chance. Well, I think. Oh, go ahead. No, no, I was just gonna say uh, the team I thought about was Kansas City, where you got your middle linebacker, where you know age is not really on the side of that team or in that position. But at the same time, I mean, you you said it. It's a risk. I think that's how a lot of GMs are looking at it. But JPP, I mean, I I, I don't want to be funny, man, and don't make no comparisons because it's it's a shame. But this dude has like two fingers, man. You know what I'm saying? He's still in the league, and he's still making impact plays on the line for for the Giants. So, I mean, I just I could see him being an impact player of some sort, but a, a, again, a team maybe where the linebacker crew is old, they could use a little bit of youth on their side, and then again, special teams—the fact that he can make a team and still be an impact player on special teams means that he could be either a second string or third stringer down the line. But I think we're just discrediting him because he just has one hand. You know, looking at all the credentials and everything he did at UCF, including the combine, this this, this kid is a stud. Yeah, I mean, you. I'm not. I'm not taking. I'm not taking. I don't. I'm. I'm trying. I'm not. I'm, hopefully, I'm not taking anything away. But that's an interesting comparison between interesting comparison between Jason Pierre-Paul. But remember, Jason Pierre-Paul had all his fingers until he messed around and doing stupid stuff with fireworks. As as compared to this young man, I believe he was. He was. I believe he was born that way. So so he, all you know, all major all of his life, he had to adjust. You know, based on you know, have, you know, having one arm, you know, being able to fully use another, arm, not being it being in fully use. I mean, again, he's I mean, Central Florida. I mean, 
I'm a, you know, it's, it's above average program. Uh, you know, we can look at his numbers and everything. You know what he's what he contributed. I mean, of course, I watched the game against you know when Central Michigan had the game against Florida. I mean, Central Michigan had the game. I'm sorry, Central Florida had the game against Michigan. You know that 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 was that was actually a good game today until Central QB got hurt. But again, I'm not discrediting the young man. I just again, I'm just concerned about you know. Who is the team that's going to take a chance? And then when they do take that chance, is he going to be able to be impactful, knowing the the disadvantages that you know that 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 he's going to you know that he's that he has right now? It's hard to say. I mean, of course, there's always going to be a, a you know a question if he's at a disadvantage or not. We we you have to ask that question just based off of just yeah. overall what's needed. I think it's a fair question. I will say though. Again, he plays a position that that does take a little, you know, I guess take a little doubt out of my mind about regardless if he could be successful or not. He's not trying to come off the line. It's not like he needs that explosiveness off the line. Like like you said, I know you mentioned JPP. And it's amazing what he's doing, you know, considering that he is missing a few fingers. But, you know, he has to have both hands on the line and, and take off and push yeah. off. That's the kind of technique. He doesn't necessarily need that, you know. So, a lot of his game is going to be based off of overall strength, strength and 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 overall just skill set and be able, the ability to be able to get separation from some of those other guys. And I think, I think that's where you know he might he might really have a chance to do some damage. And he, he's been playing the sport his entire life, so he knows sure. you know he knows his body and he hasn't shown that there's severe level of limitations there, uh, if any. And his brother's in the league too, man. So he got it's a huge chip on his shoulder. Um, I think it will it will hurt his draft stock, and I think that he needed the performance that he needed out of the combine to make sure that he that he's not overlooked completely. Uh, but I think that being said, it's unfortunate he probably will take a drop. But I think that that's going to be a steal if if you know whatever team decides to pick him up later in the, later in the draft. I think the only question would be is if he's going to go sooner, which I think their you know limitations may be on that based off of people just not wanting to take a risk, but. I think he will get in and he'll be a steal on one of those teams, um, whoever team gets him. I, I think he's going to be an immediate impact player. McGriff, what's your thoughts on it, man? Uh, I'm, I'm interested to hear what you have to say about this. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I haven't, I, I, haven't really, uh, I didn't really put too much thought into it. Um, Personally, I think he should um, he should wait. Like I'm sure there would be teams that want to um, want to pick him up. I mean, especially with the speed that he has. But personally, yeah. I think that he should wait. Um, I think that if he's running that now, if he stays in college um, um, for the rest of his uh, his term, like he can only improve. And I think that'll help his draft chances. Like he'll put him way lower um, down in the draft and everything. And I think he'll be an all around better player for it. And, you know, I think big picture, uh, of course, the college degree will go a long way as well. Like, you can get hurt in your first season, then what you going to do? Yeah, that's one way to look at it. He has his degree. I believe he has his degree. And, you know, man, I, listen, I hope I hope an organization drafts this dude and he's able to make as much money as possible and not let that be – you know the the end all basically. You know, I mean, he's I don't I don't know him personally, but I'm assuming he's a smart kid. I mean, again for him, uh, 
to make it this far. And I think Ellis made a good point to where, let's not forget, he has football knowledge. And, you know, knowledge is power. And that's going to go a long way, you know, if it doesn't work out him being a starting player. But with that, with the knowledge of the game itself, it could take him even further. So, uh, that's, that's, that's interesting. That's, hey, hey, great, great points all around, man. Great points all around. But uh, I believe the second question was related to, I guess, Steve Kerr's comments about letting players, I guess, do an internship. And, and no, 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 no. Yeah, so Steve, so Steve Kerr came out and pretty much said, in regards to the NCAA and the conspiracy that's around it and corruption, et cetera, he pretty much said give players an opportunity to go back to school and play. So, for example, let's just say I'll take Jabari oh. Parker for instance, and let's just say you know, saying he goes to the combine and doesn't get drafted because you know the NBA only has two drafts. He doesn't have you know like the NFL where seven drafts deep, so or seven rounds deep. There's only two. So if you don't get drafted, have the opportunity to go back to school and play. Now they can go back to school, but they don't have obviously the full scholarship that they had originally. They would have to obviously pay for schooling as a regular mm. student, and I'm using quotation marks, but have the opportunity to go back and play. Now, I'm using the comparison to say, again, TV, you and I, we had to have an internship to even graduate from, from college. Like, it was mandatory yeah. for us to do that. So if mm-hmm. you're going to compare a student athlete to a regular student, a regular student, even if you wanted to be a doctor, you have to do internship and externships, whereas mm-hmm. – a a basketball player or NFL player or, or excuse me a college football player, if they wanted to go and pursue their dream, they have to go get an agent. They got to go do all this other stuff, and all they're doing is and I hate to use this term because you know a lot of political people are using these terms, dribble a basketball, or run and jump. I mean that's all they have to do. They're not competing against any pros whatsoever to get into their dream. They're doing it against other kids. But yet, if they don't get drafted, they don't have that opportunity to go back to continue to work on their craft as a regular student would. So my question is, does Steve Kerr have a point? Because when he said it, it really makes sense. Let a guy go right back to college and continue his craft, and if he decides that he's ready after, I don't know, his freshman year is not ready, maybe he's ready after his junior year. He's still pursuing his college education, and he's honing on, on his craft. The NCAA won't allow that to happen. Should they let it happen? Um, I wouldn't be. I would be open to it. But my, I have. I just have a few concerns. You know, if a player goes to an institution, and after one year declares for the NBA draft, after once they declare declare for the NBA draft, are they signing with an agent right away? Because once they sign with that agent, I believe. Some agents or some agencies will, you know, provide some type of, you know, some type of uh, monetary fund Financial. for that player yeah. until they, you know, until they draft it. So then they go through the process. They're not drafted. So then you give them the option to go back. But what about the funds that they're getting back from that agent? So right, yeah, yeah. is that agent going to say, hey man, you know, I, I loaned this money and they put, you know, a, a nice interest, you know, on top of that as far as paying them back. But then you got to look at the institution they're coming from. Now, keep in mind, the moment you declare for the draft, what are these, what are, what are basketball coaches doing? Well, they're back, they're out, they're recruiting. So, okay, 
this guy or these individuals are declared for the draft, I got to restock for next season. So do you put a – I guess you not put a hold, but do you kind of mm. – they have like a certain mm. window to where, okay, you have this amount of time to either, you know, declare for the draft or not, because the moment you declare, I'm going to get your replacement. You know, I, I didn't think you know, about you, that. You, yeah, you know, so that's what I'm saying. So Steve Kerr, and I and I like Steve Kerr. Steve Kerr's honest. I, I will. Steve Kerr's honest. I, I like Steve Kerr. Uh, but it's it's it sounds good, but we got to but we got to look at the overall picture. You know, it's no it's no different where, hey, you give a manager your two weeks notice. You know, I'm about to get this job, but you know things ain't working out. You can't just go back because right, they already got your replacement. But. How does how is that different from, I guess, a, re, a college student deciding that you know he or she wants to do this internship and they need money to rent a hotel or you know they need monetary funds to do what they need to do to get through the summer? You know they're taking funds, they're doing everything they need to do, and yeah, would they need to pay back or anything like that? Who cares how they got the money? They needed the money. So if you're going to compare college student to a college athlete, then it, aren't you aren't you being a little hip not you, but aren't you NCAA being a little hypocritical to how you approach a college athlete to a student? Yeah. I mean they're taking funds. They're doing what they I need mean, to do. I guess technically though, wouldn't the the college athlete wouldn't you consider his his or her uh season their their internship? Where they're getting lodging and you know, preparation for their professional mm. debut if it comes. Mm. Like, not no, would you not no. consider that to be. But uh, but you know what? But don't not necessarily. But you know, paid, don't be. But, but don't uh, but don't be surprised. That's a good point. Don't be surprised if the NCAA tries to put you know tries tries to use that 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 same argument. That's so right. hypocritical. I hear you. I just it, yeah. Okay. You got The thing is, you got The thing is, whenever you, I think this, and I could be wrong, but correct me if I'm wrong, fellas. Whenever you're dealing with the NCAA, you got to think five, five, ten steps ahead. Because again, Steve, what Steve Kerr had, what Steve Kerr said, I guarantee you, somebody mentioned that before in some of those meetings. Uh, athletic directors, I mean, probably coach, but athletic directors, you know, meeting with these. Uh, you know these uh, uh, commissioners, whatever, and within the NC, you know, within the NCAA. But I guarantee you, somebody said, well, "Well, wait a minute. I mean, they're pretty much interning, right? You know, uh, I mean, their basketball resume here at the university is their internship to get into the NBA or play overseas. So it's, like it's, 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 it's not fair, but I guarantee." You, there, there is always some type. There's always how can I put not contingency plan, but they're always looking at, of you know these loopholes. So no, it's not fair, and I agree. You know, if the player doesn't get drafted, they should be able to go back. But again, is there is there a spot going to be is there a spot going to be available if they try if they go back, or would oh, they yeah. have to you know would they have to would they have to sit out a year? I mean. Sure. You got the. I mean, I mean, these are things you got to look at. And then, I guess it's an interesting comparison as far as like just a regular student getting an internship. But I know for certain, you know, for for the most part, whenever you get an internship, some depending on where you get your internship at, 
they'll take care of your housing. You know, they'll, you know, they just say, okay, we'll yeah, take care of your true. housing, whatever. But, you know, you just have to come out the pocket for your own bills. And also depends okay. on the extension of your internship. So, it's, 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 you know, it's, you know, it, there's some comparisons. There, there's no, you know, there's some, but not a lot of comparisons. I think that uh, it, it, might, it might be some, it might be some room to consider that though, man, and even maybe map it out in that regard. Like, you know, some internships are paid, some are not. Some have more well, let me, than others. So, this, is, this is true. This is true. Can, can so, I mention this real fast? I, I don't know. Before, before I let y'all go, I, again, solid show. In, in 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 the NFL, you have guys that after they've completed their four year degree, they become grad students, and some of them, when they transfer, they some of them may have to sit out a year in eligibility because of that. So the grad rule in college football plays a factor in that. So when you factor that in, listening to what you just mentioned about, well, this is this may be their audition or their internship or whatever you want to kind of do a comparison. I mean, how, how, how is a grad student or someone that's pursuing again, their degree, they transfer from one school to the best school that's going to give them the best option outside of athletics, but they want to continue their athletics, but they have to sit out a year of ineligibility simply because they're pursuing the best option for them outside of the sport. Like again, if if you want to apply that to all sports, okay, but you only apply it to football. You don't apply it to basketball. So with basketball, again, a guy that goes out, he does the combine. The combine is not even a week long. LSU can contest to this. They go out, they do a five-on-five drill, they jump, they run, that's it. And if they don't get drafted, then there's nothing else for them. I, I just, I, I guess, I just, I, I guess I'm just a little lost. And how that makes sense. I, I just I understand it's a rule, but it's a stupid rule. It's got to be a stupid rule. It's, 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 don't, it's, I mean, don't players – I mean, let's just put it out there. Like, if you're declaring yourself for the draft, that means that you feel that you are at the most elite level and that you've ultimately peaked, a, a, I don't know, a skill set that you think will get mm-hmm. you to the professional level. I mean, that's – True, that's but it's the same I mean, People gamble on themselves every day in regards to trying to go to another company or whatever the case may be. I mean, it, it kind of it, but it's levels to it. You guys, it's levels you to guys it. talked about the NFL Combine. You talked about the interviews. So if you got to go through the interviewing process, if you're selected, great. If you're not, oh, well, I mean, it's still a job interview. Is that not? The Combine is a job interview. Is it not? It is a job. It is, it is it a is. job interview. But, but, but again, as, as I said before, Okay, so so with, let's let's get something straight. With the grad transfer, most times if you if you transfer from another institution to another as a grad transfer, you you don't have to. Some, most times you don't have to sit out. It, it it just falls down. It just falls on the NCAA's uh, decision. Like for example, with Michigan, Jay Rudock, he was a grad transfer, and I'm pretty sure he didn't have to sit out because maybe he didn't play all four years. At the yep. University of Iowa, he probably missed the year. Russell Wilson. So if you miss the year, Russell so, Wilson or Russell Wilson, yeah. yeah. So you can, so yeah, if you don't play all four years, yeah, you can actually, you know, after fulfilling your four years, whatever, you could transfer, and you just have that that one year of eligibility left, that grad transfer, whatever. Now, the thing is, yeah, 
if a player doesn't get drafted, they should go back. But for, let's look at college football, for example, or let's look at college sports. Again, you got to look at the, this is the month of March, right? So for college football, mm-hmm. the whole signing of high school players happened last month. So yeah. again, if you don't get drafted, yeah, you can go back, but is your position going to be available? Just like if you look at right now, this is March Madness. So mm-hmm. once the season is up, okay, you got players declaring for the draft, but what about the time where players for the you know for college basketball are being signed? So do you right. again? Do you push that back, or do you push out the draft even even further? Because at the end of the day. You got. You, you, I think. I think it's just more about timing. You got to look at the timing of everything. True. Yeah, you can, True. you can go back to college, but your position won't be available. But you can go back to college and get your degree. You just, just to take like out how players. <laughs> but just like how players can renege from their contract and say, "Hey, I don't want to play here. I want to go there." Coaches do the same thing. They pull that. They they pull scholarships they all do. the time. They just don't talk about it. So, I, I bet you if this was Kyrie Irving. You know what I'm saying? He didn't get an opportunity because of his injury from Duke. Now, we know he's an anomaly, but let's just put it out there. If he got injured, they'll bring him back. That's real. <laughs> that wasn't supposed to be allowed. Shout out to the man that was that loud. over there, right? <laughs> oh, man. I turned the volume all the way down. I don't know why that did that. Shout out to the sound engineer. No man, no that, that that's a great point, man. That was, that was a great discussion, actually, man. Great discussion. So uh, I guess I, I guess I'll be that guy. Look, we appreciate everybody that called in. Um, there is, we appreciate people oh, that were able to listen. The hey hey, it's better to have it's better to have one than none, brother. <laughs> and as I always say, you could have been anywhere else. You could have been doing anything else, but you, you chose. You chose. You know, that. shut up. You you probably be on vacation, bro. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, you, you chose to tune in to ST Sports Podcast for the fans, by the fans. So shout out to the sound engineer, um, yes, sir. Aaron, Nakiyama, yeah, Chris, our boy uh, Brandon, too smooth, too clean in the weight room, Ellis. Yes, sir. And uh, in the weight and room. our boy Davis, man. Wait, 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 wait. wait. You said in the weight room. Oh, definitely. Yeah, too too clean right. to be in the weight room. And our boy Davis, man, for calling in, man. Hey, appreciate you guys. So enjoy the rest of the evening, man. All right. FC Sports Podcast. We'll catch you next week. Cheers. Peace. Peace.